Yo, guys, uh, is your friendly neighborhood BJJ podcaster, Rafa Sparza. That is Paul Ardia. He is our guest. So I'm going to take the camera off him so that you can see your host here first. I think it confused the camera angles, and that is probably my fault. But hey, look, it's your friendly neighborhood BJJ podcaster, Rafa Sparza. We are glad to have you guys join us here today. You might have seen a peek at who our guest was. That's because we had the camera on him. But before we get to him, a couple quick reminders. One, if you like these shirts like that I'm wearing or you want to get one of these, these are the black colored versions of the shirts. You can go get them over at rafasparza.com backslash merch or you can go over to grapplinghour.com. T-shirts, 25 bucks. Hoodies, 45. Very comfortable. Very very cool. Very much appreciate those who have purchased, but you guys can get your own as well. And you guys can put these two together. Combination, $60. It supports the show and me. Also, we're on Patreon right now. I don't know if you know that, but you guys can catch us on Patreon and uh, we would love it. Five bucks a month. You can see these interviews 30 days before anybody else. And for just a few extra bucks, you can see segments where people roast my competition footage. They also, also will show you technique breakdowns of their biggest matches or fights and you can see extra bonus segments that aren't available anywhere else. All right, so I'm very excited for today because on today's President's Day episode of Running the Gauntlet, the weekly jiu-jitsu chat show where we bring in jiu-jitsu and pop culture and where they intersect, we have brought on a dear friend of the show, somebody who I said, listen, if you're going to be the first guest for this new format, I need you to not only be smart, but I need you to be able to speak eloquently about topics in a way that maybe some people in the sport cannot do. So I said, get me the best lawyer in all of jiu-jitsu. You know what? Nay, get me the best lawyer in all of ADCC because our man is qualified to go back there. He returns this August back to ADCC, but until then, you can see him doing lots of lawyer things. I don't know exactly what he specializes in. I think I've read it twice, but I, I pretty much forget what it is, but he's a lawyer. So anyway, long story short, Please welcome back to the show, our good friend, one, Paul Ardia. How are you doing, sir? What's up, man? <laughs> that was a good, great intro. I like it. <laughs> you're welcome. Do you feel like you're the best lawyer in all of jiu-jitsu? Is there a better jiu-jitsu lawyer than you? And you can't say your brother. So I just want to know, is there somebody else that you have your eyes on that you're like, yo, we need a lawyer versus lawyer match? Ah... Uh... I don't think so, man. Not, not, mm -mm. I mean, no, no. <laughs> I gotta, look, I gotta, I gotta be a little cocky on this one. I, I, out of all the lawyers who do jujitsu, I think I'm the best one. And that includes my brother. All right. I'm oh, brother wow. Too, <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. I love the fact that, you know, when we're off air, this is how you can tell this man is putting on his game face. Because originally I was just like, hey, man, you know, I need somebody to do hot takes. My man over there is so quiet. He's like, oh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, man. We'll play it out. We'll, we'll get loose. Game face is on right now. And I'm like, maybe he's the best lawyer. And he's like, no, no, no. Let's be very clear. I am the best lawyer at jiu-jitsu as well. And I go, oh, I think we brought on the right guest for the hot topic show. Good <laughs> Lord. So look, man, I just got to sometimes say it like it is, man. Like, say it like it is here. <laughs> I just, you know, I've never known because uh, for a while I did find that this was happening and maybe it's going to be something that you'll experience or have experienced, which is that when I would share the mat with other comedians, I didn't mind because there's only a handful of comedians who really do jujitsu. I didn't mind if they were funnier than me. 
Because I think a lot of people can be very funny. And especially when you're making big money, I'm like, well, shit, Joey Diaz is going to be funnier than me. But funnier and better than jujitsu at me was a bad combo. So I kept being like, oh, so you do comedy too. Okay. Okay. And then afterwards I was like, <laughs> shit, if their box office is bigger than mine, I have to wreck the shit out of them. So I kind of understand it from a smaller level. What about Joe Rogan? That's tough because he's he's a more podcast than me. Uh, but you know what though, I I know enough about Joe's injuries that I would a hundred percent target all those things. I would have to stay away from that man's pressure, and uh, literally, I'm not trying to stand and, and bang with that guy. I, I literally understand. I'm like, I think he might have forgotten how to get out of a heel hook. So if I can get him to that position, I think I might be okay. But you know, you know, I think he's also on the on the acai. You know that, right? Bro, who isn't, man? I don't know if you know That's this. That's a great point. You, you, That's like, a great point. <laughs> if you think about it right now, if you beat me and you tap me, which you probably will, I will 100% say that you're on steroids because it stands <laughs> that you're competing in the steroid Olympics known as ADCC. So I'm just going to tell people, like, well, he only beat me because he was on the juice. I mean, yeah. At, at, at this point, I think it... If you do jujitsu, you know you know they say like proven innocent until, <laughs> until proven guilty. I think here is like you know, you're you have to prove that you are not on steroids, not the other <laughs> way around. Because I mean, so many people are on it. I hear you. I'm not against it. Uh, but you know what though, you seem to be somebody who I think is not because you have the good build, like the good physique, but not too overtly good. Where I'm like, hmm, this dude got real real stacked real quick so like uh you you definitely have the ability to look like you could be amongst those who juice but uh not those who juice and went from like oh he's in good shape to like a week later what cycle is this dude on <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah it's not for me man no, yeah. no, I, I, I do this for fun i'm not trying to well, we were also talking recently, uh, some of my friends, they were bringing you up and they were like, hey, that dude didn't take much time at ADCC at, at trials. And I was like, I think he's trying to go home, man. Like, good on him. <laughs> I, I don't blame. That's the strategy to go with. Who wants to stand and have like 30 minute warfares to make it all the way to the finals? I'm like, Paul has shit to do. I was like, in between, I don't think people knew this with you at ADCC trials. You were actually filing briefs, and like in between matches, you went over and you're like, "Oh God, um, wait, am I up now? All right, go ahead and uh, let's file that. I'm gonna come back to that after I'm done here." Yeah, I got an unhealthy obsession with checking my emails, and I oh, do it pretty God. much at all times. <laughs> yep, well, including matches too. Including, do you are you really checking your emails during matches? Oh yeah, oh yeah. If I'm if I'm on my phone, like I grab my phone and. Even even just now, if I look at my phone, I'm looking at my emails. I just can't. I can't help it. <laughs> hey, fun. but you know what though? Yeah, <laughs> listen, dude, that's that's a business, and you've definitely you've got to keep things up. So I, I don't hate on it. So Paul, you're our first guest to do this show. You can see the board. Do you have an idea? You know what one of these is, but you don't know what any of the rest of them are. Correct. Correct. Okay. Do you think you can guess as to any of these? Uh, aside from the one that you do know, uh, 
retire? Should people retire instead of taking TRT? I don't know. Oh, that's, that's, maybe, you know, no. that's, that's not a terrible guess on that one. But I believe since you did pick retire, that really should be the first place that we go. So, sir, this is how the game works. The camera is going to go on you in just a second. I hope that you are ready to do this. I'm nervous for you, but I believe in you. I think you can do this. But when I get to pushing this button for retire, the time will start and I will give you a prompt and you need to weigh it out and build it out for us. So are you ready for this, sir? Let's do it. All right. We go now to pressing retire. And sir, when I get through with this, your prompt is should Henry Cejudo retire? No, just kidding. Actually, should Volkanovsky retire after two back-to-back losses? Oh, no. I don't think Volkanovsky should retire. I think a lot of people are, a lot of athletes are forced into retiring because the people like us who love watching them, we don't want to watch them lose. But that's because we're looking at it from a spectator, uh, spectator's point of view. But like he already has a very limited amount of time to do what he loves to do. So he should just see it out until the very end. I mean, of course, like if his health comes into risk, like if he has, you know, maybe some brain issues because of getting knocked out and stuff, then yeah. But other than that, no, nah, man, do it. Even if you take a bunch of L's, like I think when you're 80, you'll regret having retired earlier than, than he actually wants to. All right. Now, here's what I'm going to tell nah. you right now. You did make it. You did get all the way through, and I have to give you that. But I want to make sure you know this now that we've gotten through that first one. I'm now going to have a minute to go ahead and rebut that. So here we go. One minute's on the clock. Here's the problem, though. I hear what you're saying, but have you seen the statistics here, sir? The statistics say that people under 35 always win. Does that make you sad at all? It makes me sad. And I'll tell you this much because I can't take seeing Volkanovsky, our short king, the man who has been going out there and giving us impressive runs within his division and going up for nonsensical fights. Sure. But when they got around to saying, does this man deserve a rematch? You know what they said? His opponent said, no. Dana said, I don't know about that. And Volk was like, I think I'm deserved a rematch. If you were his lawyer, would you have put in some contract cleanse that says this dude, this clause says he has to get a rematch because he did get more money. But unfortunately, it looks like now he's the odd man out. And as Ilya says, I think it's time for everybody to move on, which made me sad. I don't want to see him get knocked out anymore. And that's where I stand on that one. So do you have a response to any of that, sir? I mean, yeah, you made a a couple points that I do have a response to first. I think the first point that you made was us, the spectators, want to see him win, which again, I mean, me again as his spectator and someone who like cheers him on, and I wanted him to win, by the way. Um, of course, I only want to see him win, but you got to think about it from his point of view as someone who loves the sport. Like, it's not just about winning or losing. It's just about being able to do it, period. So if he can do it in a safe way, hopefully, if he's not just continuously getting knocked out, then even if... Even if I have to watch his uh, like career dwindle a little bit by taking some L's until he decides, then you know so be it. Because as long as he's doing it for the love of the sport. But now to the point of should he get a rematch automatically? Oh man, yeah. If I'm his lawyer, oh yeah, I definitely write it in the contract. If he like if he chooses to take 
an immediate rematch, he should get it. I mean, come on, it's Volkanovski, man. Like, the, the man was, like, reigning over that division, like, powerfully. I mean, he was beating everybody. You know what I'm talking about? Like, why should he not get a rematch solely because he got knocked out one one time? And the last time he got knocked out was because he moved up a weight class, right? But, but it, that, that, oh, hey, hey listen, hold on. I don't know that it protects you. I think it's a nice thing, but we all can't get that out of our heads. And that's what I have issue with is I'll ask you a follow-up question here, which is do you feel that he moved too soon to get this rematch? Because – that was something that was happening around my circles and what I've seen on the internet from people saying, hey, guess what? Maybe the real issue was that he came back too soon on this. Yeah, I do think that's a, and not just with him, I think it's a big issue in general. People, they're so competitive and I get it, man. Like you just want to get back out there on the winning column so much that you rush things. But I mean, after you've been knocked out, I don't think you should rush. Like, I mean, come on, man. Like getting back in there, risking more damage to your brain yes i think he should have taken some time but at the same time i mean look at all the greats george st pierre got knocked out by uh, matt sarah and then came back and won i mean especially here's the thing on a if we all knew that he was going to come back and win i think everyone would be like do it right now right and you know you never know because george st pierre could have came back from getting knocked out by Matt Serra and just getting knocked out again. You know what I mean? And then you, and then everyone would have been like, hey, George, that was a terrible decision. Why would you do that, right? And and uh, let's, it's even more recent, Israel Adesanya with uh, uh, Pereira, right? Yeah, with yep. Poatan, same, same thing. Like, he got knocked out. If he would have come, if he would have came right back and got knocked out again, terrible decision. But he won. Everyone's like, what a great decision, right? So I like Volkanovski. I think he should keep doing it until he feels like it's the right time. Hopefully he doesn't get knocked out. But yes, I do think that he should take some time to let his brain rest. Like, you know, stay indoors, turn off all the lights, heal, <laughs> come back, win. win. Win for us aging folks. <laughs> I like that you put, you're like us aging folks. I mean, both. 30 and above, man. <laughs> bro, bro, you barely count here. Like, you're the person I hate on the Masters division that comes in right at the very early part of Masters division. I was like, he doesn't belong here. He just got here. Get him out of here. And then I'm always looking at that and I go, my favorite is the ADCC Masters division where they go 35 and up. And I go, you mean to tell me, me, a purple belt, is going to be in the same division as this three-stripe 45-year-old on the juice that has been a world champion everywhere else. Okay. Sounds fun. Y'all let me know how that goes. Thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Yes. And you did bring up George St. Pierre, but but I must say, if uh, George St. Pierre were to be asked, he only lost three times, okay? Volkanovski has already doubled that two times, okay? So now GSP, do not put me in the same conversation. GSP up here, Volkanovski. He is, uh, well, no, he is height as well. This is how tall he is. I am here, he here. So I uh, I don't know, man. I just, a lot of my friends were saying maybe you should retire. And I was like, I don't feel that that's the answer. But when Cejudo took off the gloves, I was like, yeah, I'm okay with that. And follow-up question here, since we're on retire, they didn't give Cejudo the microphone. How did you feel about that? Do you feel that's warranted? Do you feel that's okay? I'm actually learning that he retired right now on the spot because well, I didn't well, see him 
So here's kind of how it played out. He said if he lost to Marab, he was going to retire. And they didn't put the camera on him. So we don't know for sure if he did. He hasn't, I, to my knowledge, as of right now, 12.53 p.m. here, best coast time. I don't believe he put out a statement. But what he did do is he took off the gloves, but he didn't get camera time. Then backstage, they asked Dana about that. And Dana's response was as follows, as eloquent as he could put it, which was, yeah, you know, this was Marab's moment. He said he was going to retire. He's already done that shit, okay? It's Marab's time, not him. We didn't give him the TV time. Your reaction. Yeah, it's messed up. At the end of the day, Henry Cejudo was a two time or two division champion. And I mean he the thing is like he hasn't come he, he didn't come back and compete against like you know just a scrub. He's competing against the best in the game. If he wanted to retire twice after competing against uh, another champion and the number three ranked fighter in the world, man, you g- give him his five minutes. Like, that That's insane. Like, this man was your two-division champion. And apart from that, can't put, I, I can't forget the triple C. You know what I mean? Uh, he was an Olympic champion as well. Like, let him retire twice, man. I think he's earned it. Let me you put want it to two belts, one. he gets two retirements. All right? Oh, shit. That's actually really good. Damn, I had a really good rebuttal before that. Damn. Oh, that was really good. Fuck. Okay. Hold on. Let me just say this. I don't always agree with Dana White. You can find history of me disagreeing with Dana White for days. But the producer in me, the guy who produces shows, 100% heard Dana White say, yeah, we don't give him that TV time. And I was like, yeah, we got to move, bro. Because, and here's the reason why I think it should stand. I think this teaches people, don't fake retire. I think Henry Cejudo, the first time, fake retired. I think what he wanted was a vacation. And you know how bad it is? We do cheers. We do toasts to people when they retire on the show. I lifted my glass, and I couldn't even finish the toast when he retired the first time. It was during COVID. We're all watching at our homes. I just literally did this. Yeah, yeah, okay, congrats, whatever, if this is a real retirement. And then I literally just sipped it very slightly because I said, He's probably coming back, and I wasn't wrong. And so what I'm saying here is I think this teaches a lesson to all those future generations. Don't fake retire. Don't retire just to think you're going to build up a bigger bankroll because you're still going to get screwed over on the end. And let's be honest, only be number two on the five pay-per-view event. This is the second fight. I got that one done real quick, bro. Uh, I mean, look. I don't know exactly. I, I, I can't look at it from, I guess, a producer point of view because I just don't know enough to what it's like. So I'm just looking at it from more like the athlete point of view. No, no, don't don't come at me with this. Hold on. This dude's coming out. I'm just a humble ADCC four-time qualifying uh, human being as an athlete. I wouldn't know what it's like <laughs> to be crowned multiple times. But uh, no, I mean, listen, dude, I'm just saying. I feel we're at this point now where – do you like it when people fake retire? Is there any retirements that you think where you go, I don't think that's a real one? Um, I mean, here's the thing. They, didn't Connor retire a couple of times like on Twitter or something like that? I mean, I really, I don't remember exactly how many times this man has retired or put out statements and done all this stuff. Um, well, let's be clear. That's cocaine speaking. That's a very different thing. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I think uh, if this was his true retirement, give him five minutes. Even even just as fine. Even looking at it from someone who you know 
I don't know anything about producing, but even if I did, right, it's like, hey, man, a five-minute, give him his five-minute time, and maybe this will pay out way more. If this is the real one, we can put on his highlight video when we put him in the Hall of Fame or whatever. You know, you can still make your money back by giving him five minutes. Let him put the gloves down, and you can cut him off. To put the microphone, boop, pull it away. You're still good. Hold on. I give didn't realize five. that you had a more cutthroat version than I did, which was – you had the good guy, the the face, the good guy version of all this up until you said, oh, cut him off mid-speech. And I was like, this man's a producer. Don't <laughs> listen to him anymore. He 100% has the heart of a producer in him. Oh, is he gone on for a minute? Play him off. I mean, look, man, if it, like you said, if, if it's his second time going on, like, look, man, you started your speech on the first one. I'm going to let you finish it here. But at some point, man, we got we to gotta just move on. But give him a list, at least uh, – his couple minutes, you know what I mean? Let him say his goodbyes. Fair enough. All right, we're going to move to our second topic. But you like how on that buzzword, it was retire and it was a swerve. So we were going to go with Cejudo first, but then we went to our good friend, one, Volkanovski, but we still got in the Cejudo talk. So that's how we do this on the show. So just so you know, <laughs> sometimes the topics, they're going to come Our all thoughts. the way full circle, sir. <laughs> all, right. all right, let's hit it. All right, do you want to pick the next one, sir? Um, how about tap? All right. So you're coming over to tap this weekend. As you start to respond to this, I don't know if you saw, but I believe there was a moment where somebody was accused of tapping when they did not tap. Did you see this footage? Do you know what I'm speaking of? I, nothing comes to mind. Oh so man, sure. you did not see this footage. All right. We're going to skip that one while I pull up the footage here in a second. And we're going to go to hype first. And then we'll circle yep. back so that I can pull up that footage for you because I wasn't sure if you saw it. All right. We're going to hype right now. I'm going to put the camera right on you, sir. And your prompt for hype right now is this weekend, Dana White announced the UFC 300 headlining main event. Was it hype or was it overhyped? Your main event is Alex Perea versus Jamal Hill. Respond. Was that overhyped? <sighs> Ah, I mean, dang, man, you put me on a tough spot because I feel like I got to talk shit about somebody, man. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like at every 100th interval, it's been a pretty hype card. Yeah, I'm going to say this one's overhyped, man. I have to say, I mean, Alex Pereira, of course, he's a beast, but... I don't know if Jamal Hill is someone who I'm like, hey, I think he, I think he's gonna beat down Alex Perry. I'm not saying that it can happen, but I just don't really see it like being someone who I'm like, hey, they can go toe to toe. This is the, definitely the best event for 300 or the most hype event I could think of. So overhyped. Fair enough. I want to bring it back to this though because I, I think that you got nervous that you're talking shit about somebody. So it, put it this way. I know that athletes can be sensitive bunches, but you don't have to say it's the athlete's fault. It's not their fault. And apparently Jamal Hill didn't get called until Friday. He said this all took place Friday. As late as middle of last week, John Jones was saying that he got a last minute call to fill in for the main event of this. So Dana White kept telling us and kept telling us, hey, you guys just wait a few seconds. You won't believe what we've got. And the thing is, when he announced this, I go, I actually can't believe that. So that, that is not 
a press upon the athletes. That's a press upon your promoter who was over-promising and under-delivered for a UFC 300. I argue, as good as that fight can be, I think more people are interested in a fake belt with Max and uh, Gagey, where I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, that feels pretty good. But then they have to justify it with a fake-ass belt to go over one of their actual UFC championships with the women's championship that is going on that same card. So to me, I don't think there's any issue with saying, yeah, that's overhyped. And yeah, if you're one of the athletes, you might be like, yo, bro, that's uncalled for. But Jamal Hill seemed to signal to me the first response, which was, yeah, I'm just, you know, surprised you guys. Like, what the, am I, I'm, I'm headlining? I mean, I'll do it. I'll take that money. So I think that's more of where the issue stems from, sir. Yeah, I mean, for sure, man. I, I, you know, I'm not trying to talk shit on Jamal Hill or anything, but I mean, again, just looking at it, just a face value, okay? Pereira, uh, champion of 85, champion of 205, kickboxing champion. I mean, this man's got champion written everywhere, knocked out one of the best. And it's just kind of like, just on paper alone, you're not thinking like, okay, this champion everywhere he's been against Jamal Hill, who still hasn't accomplished it in the UFC, is kind of like, come on, man. That's not really like a card or a fight that I'm just like, I can't wait to see this. And if I were younger, not now, luckily, if I were younger, this is a card I'm thinking, I'm definitely streaming this for the free. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not paying for this one, man. So come hold, on, hold man. up. I like that now you're like, well, now that I am older and wiser, Dana, I will be paying for this. But when I was a young buck, uh, this I would have been like, yo, who got the plug? I mean, pretty much, man. I mean, <laughs> look. I, yeah, look, even when I even even now, I may I may still just go to TikTok and see if someone's just putting it on there for free or something. <laughs> I don't know if I'm paying $85 for that card, man. Uh, I mean, that's tough. Now, nah, I mean, I'll, I'll pay it. I'll pay it regardless. But. No, no, you're you're too much of a good guy to, like, do it. It's like even when I tell our guys, when we do our fight companions, I'm like, I'll, I'm buying it. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, dude. It's like you came over to my house. We're just, we're watching it together. And they're like, oh, okay, what if I, and I was like, don't, don't ever throw a stream at me. Because if that stream <laughs> cracks, we're in the middle of a show, I will 100% kill you on air. And I'm not trying to kill anybody on air. So uh, there there definitely is that. And I, I definitely get concerned with this all the time because I'm just like, dude, there are too many people out there who, when they watch these things, they don't put these things through where I go, I just want to say, I'm spending $80. I can tell you if this is a overhyped or a hyped card. And this is overhyped. And yes, I will still give you my money, but allow me to have the feedback like a regular human being yeah actually speaking on streams have you ever seen the tiktok streams for ufc fights no i don't think so what what about them they are hilarious so because they can't film the tv directly they'll put up they'll put like a mirror to face the tv and then they're filming the mirror <laughs> or like <laughs> or, i don't know or they'll put like glasses on a on a on a uh, table and then film the the reflection on the glasses so they don't get taken off. It is the funniest thing, and yes, I still watch it whenever I don't feel like paying for the card. 
what is the last event you had to just kind of keep up with one of those with? Like, do you remember the last event that you just go, I'm not paying for that? Oh, no, I can't remember, but I am, um, I'll, I'll probably say, man, I've done it more times than, than, than I think one could imagine a lawyer has done it. <laughs> no, but you know what, though? <laughs> I love the fact that you, you had the right lawyer speak, which is, I do not recall mm, the event. <laughs> uh i do not remember i you know i i can't remember specifically what happened i'm like mm-hmm. this, this dude is look man now now you can't get me man and <laughs> it comes back i'm just gonna say yeah i, I said i remember <laughs> and now that i think about it i never actually did it hey i'll be honest the tiktoks that i've seen in the past because people they they do that the guy who was playing the video game i thought that was epic that's one of my favorite ones but we get it all the time whenever we do a fight companion where people are like, yo, turn the screen around. And I'm like, bro, if I don't do this for flow grappling, I'm not doing this for the UFC. Like <laughs> flow grappling would be very angry with me, but I know a handful of those people. And so when people are like, yo, why don't you do this? I'm like, I don't think you guys understand this. I'm just commentating. I'm giving you the free play by play. At least that's something. So if you guys want to get a stream, go somewhere else. But I guarantee you, and we've made fans because I've just roasted them so hard. People are like, what's your name? I've never seen you before. And I'm like, exactly. Subscribe. Like and subscribe. That's what you're going to do, you bitch. So, all right. I'm going to take us somewhere else. Uh, I'm going to go on over to, uh, let's go to this one. I'm going to go to Robot. So on Robot, I think what I want you to understand here, sir, is over the weekend, you had Zuck himself making an appearance. The question to you is, if Zuckerberg entered your academy, what is the first move you are trying to teach him? Oh, shit. If Mark Zuckerberg entered my academy, first of all, the robot is hilarious, man. Uh, they did like a, on my Instagram, I saw this man after like trying to grab clothing of Volkanovski <laughs> The name Robot now seems hilarious, man, but uh, I don't know, man. I actually heard that he's like a really good, like he's pretty good at jiu-jitsu and he catches on super quickly. I don't know. Um, what would I teach him? A Google plata, something really complex or something <laughs> like that. I feel like he would love. The more complex, the easier it'll be for, for this man. <laughs> I'm so glad that that's the response there is that you were like, uh, you know what, bro? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna try to teach him anything real. I'm gonna teach him the fakest move we can come up with, so that way we don't ruin the sacred bond of teaching people good shit at jujitsu. I'm gonna give this guy all my B material and be like, "Hey, man, uh, I'm gonna teach you this go-go plata. You'll never get it." But uh, there you go. I'll tell you this: that footage of him trying to be useful, and you were like, "Dude." Everybody's passing the stuff. Like, how bad is it that people can't even hand you the sandals and trust you with that? Like, people are like, I've seen what you've done with our data, sir. You don't get to handle these <laughs> shoes. Like, to me, it made me laugh so hard. Um, but here's what I'll say. I'll say this right now. If I'm trying to work with Zuck and I'm trying to teach him some moves, the first thing I would do is say, why are you doing jiu-jitsu? The second thing I would do, I would pull him aside. I'd be like, hey, man. I think you need to take private lessons. I don't think learning a class structure is the way to go. People recognize you too much. I, I totally get it, but I'm willing to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. My rates are a billion dollars per hour. 
<laughs> now, you could potentially go somewhere else and get somebody better than me. But honestly, who's going to give you more time? And who can speak in a robot host language like this guy in a way that you can understand? I can speak in monotone and I can teach you moves because I know how to do that. Or I could even do the John Anik version, which is, hey, you really like learning these moves? Well, don't worry. I've got a go-go plata for you. That's going to be brought to you by DraftKings. So when I do those things, I know how to speak to him. So I'm saying here, right here, right now, Zuck, give me a call. I'll, you know what? Half a billion per hour. There you go. The only response I have to that is, Zuck, I'll do it for a quarter of a billion dollars. Yo, right? no, 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 no. I can't, I can't have. I'll do it for way less than that. All right. And. And Gogo Plata, man, I'll show you whatever sort of crazy moves you're trying to <laughs> Don't try and underbid me, you ADCC competitor. You know what? I'm going to say to that. This is the rudest shit I've ever seen in my life. This is this is an opportunist man who makes a good living and is telling you right now here, people, is like, no, 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 I can, I can do lower than that. I'm like, he has money. He's fine. He does this as a hobby. This is a side hustle. His main hustle is taking money away from you. This dude is more likely to sue you. Look at this dude right here. That dude's going to see you in a court. It's going to be an antitrust case. That is this dude right here. This guy doesn't know how to lawyer, so give me the money. And you know what? Fine. I'll come down to $2 less than that quarter billion. So, savings. I mean, first of all, I only sue massive corporations, all right? <laughs> don't, listen. Don't, don't, don't listen to this guy who's saying that I'm likely to sue you. I'm not likely to sue anyone, all right? <laughs> but I've always said Mark Zuckerberg, just remember, Rafa said that you were a robot, or he put under no, this I, category. Listen, I didn't make this him. board. This you, board came as is. Hey, look, look, man. You can lie to the people all you want, all right? But the truth will be heard today, all right? <laughs> the truth will this be man, heard. This man was uh, nice trying to change the name. I, it's not there anymore. It, I, I don't see it. <laughs> I think it's gone. As far as I'm concerned, it, we, we only had five topics here today. So, uh, unfortunately, we did not. We'll, we'll lose that somewhere in post. I just, do like the idea. Go ahead. I do like the idea that you were trying to make sure to secure. Like now I know how you make your money. I know how you're like, no, 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 no. You could go with that guy across the street, but you want to come here. This we will give give you the best details possible. How much are they doing it for? Yeah, I'll do it for half. But but I want to I mean, be able to take on the back end. Look, here here's the thing, man. If we were fighting over a couple hundred bucks. I would just be like, look, never. But if this man's willing to pay anything that starts with M, <laughs> I gotta, I got, I got that point. I'm gonna be like, look, man, I can do it better. I can do it better, right? <laughs> I'm gonna tell people in the future and be like, I can't believe this man came on my show just to be like, you know, what? I should have mute him. I have the power to mute you. I totally <laughs> forgot that. The next time I even hear you think about trying to get a play out for one of our billionaires out there, because here's what I'm saying. Let's just be real. Neither you or I are going to land this deal because it's going to go to Mackenzie Dern. That dude, it, I don't know if you saw him clapping, but there was a moment. He was clapping a little bit too hard. Oh, not only clapping a little bit too hard, but this dude clapped. I don't know if you've ever seen Nicole Kidman once had a clap that somebody on the internet described as having chocolate on her fingers, but that was kind of this. And it's like somebody downloaded how to clap and tried telling him, but he was just like, yeah, you did a good job. And I go, bro, just 
just I don't know how to tell you. Like, oh god. <sighs> so anyway, I think I think we can all give a chocolate clap to the cameraman of the UFC. <laughs> I think he did a good job on that, man. I just gotta be. I'm just gonna put it out there, man. All right. However, however it's taken. I would give a chocolate clap to that man. I think you that's did a good fair. Job. Fair enough. I will also say this: one of my buddies, uh, you know, Mackenzie Dern is a friend of the show. Like we, we, she's been nothing but delightful to us. But one of the guys during the broadcast the other night, uh, we're watching it. We're watching it live on air, and he just shows us a photo of her. And he's like, "Huh?" And I go, "Man, that sucks." Still would though. And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yeah." Just she still looks good, man. That's all I'm saying. Like. That girl could be in a fight and still not win. And you'd be like, damn, dude, she is a good looking human being. Good on her. Yeah, she's extremely good looking. And in this fight, she showed that, man, this girl has heart to her. Jesus Christ. Yep. I, I think I think most of us, if well, I don't know anymore, because I did I did train MMA and I had a couple fights a long, long time ago. But if I if I was catching a beating like that, I don't I don't know if I would have pulled out like she did, like or you know come out of that. Yeah, and, and she did well. I, mm, you know, I think it can be debated on who won that one. Or, or really? Which round so you won. think that was close? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't. Remember. Here's the thing: she won the third round. I don't remember the first round exactly how quickly she took her down. But if I recall, she took her down pretty quickly and controlled most of that round. So it's kind of like mm, third round for sure. First round also could have gone to her. I think I think you could argue among two people who can make good arguments that she could have won that fight. I want to point this out. You have become the best politically correct guest that we have ever had because you're playing all sides here. You're like, I don't want to say anything controversial about Dana White and his overhyped match. But, I mean, could it be? I don't know. And then you go over, you go, Zuck, yo, Raph called you a robot. I would never. Oh, my goodness. I love you. <laughs> and then now you're like, yo, Mackenzie, a hottie. I love her. But also, what a, what a courageous fighter. And I'm just saying, ADCC, you wanted to come back. I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. Just, just give your boy a hug, and I'm gonna tell you right now. I think you won that fight. <laughs> good job, McKinley. look, man. I just call it like it is, man. Is she a good-looking girl? Of course, she's a good-looking girl. Yes. But at the same time, do I do I think that she could or that she might have won that fight? Here's the thing: I'm not a judge, so ultimately, I can't make those determinations. But I think you can argue for the first round and the third round. I mean, that's it was clear as day. So, and and if you know if she wants to say, hey, ADCC. You know what? You know what? Just for her, I'll say hey back. All right. That's you know, good for you. I'm glad that you were you really taking it out of your time to be like, yo, girl, you can holler at me. I'll I'm gonna be too busy winning my division, but I'll see you on the podium, girl. That's all good. So it's all good. It's fine. It's fine. I get what you're doing here. Uh we're gonna move now. Let's move on over to penalty. So here's the thing for you, sir. I'm gonna put the camera over on you for penalty and uh let's switch this camera angle, and it is to you. You had thoughts about what happened this weekend over at ADCC Euros. The penalty mm. is being brought up for why are people being so stally and why are they doing such bad things on the ground? All right. Uh, yeah, I do have a lot of thoughts. So at ADCC, I think, well, just in general in our sport, we're trying to figure out how to penalize people for stalling uh, correctly. And I think we have a pretty 
down packed to what's considered stalling on top. But I saw so many people pull guard as quickly as possible, which again, I do because I'm trying to I'm trying to get a submission. So of course, like if I'm on bottom and I have the mat literally protecting my back, I can be extremely offensive. But people are pulling guard, have the mat protecting their back or at least from getting their back taken and are just hanging out. And then they're not the ones being penalized instead of the guy on top because he can't pass guard. Makes no sense to me. Stall the guy on bottom. Improve our sport. Oh, man. Okay. All right. I don't know that I got a better take on this one, so I'm just going to bring this on over this way. Uh, let's bring this up. <clears throat> take it the antithesis is going to be a little bit hard because I don't think anybody's going to come up my side, but I'll see what I can do on this. I like that when you take something that's so concrete that I'm like, there really isn't an antithesis to it, but let me <laughs> for a thought experiment. Let's see what I can do here. Yo, what the fuck is up with all this hate for stalling? First of all, yeah, I want to be an exciting grappler. Oh, yo, I'm trying to win. And if stalling is part of my game plan, I'm going to do that. I'm going to tell you this right now. Yeah, you finished a lot of your ADCC trials in a few seconds, but you know what? You didn't give the cameras time to watch what you did. You finished so fast that the aperture and the speed on these cameras from Flow Grappling didn't even capture most of your matches, Paul. That's where you messed up. And that's what these guys are trying to do. They're just trying to give Flow enough time to fix their cameras so that they can get the footage of them tapping people. Now, does that happen? We don't know. But I'm saying this. As somebody who also pulls guard here, Paul, and not well, I'd like time to figure out what I'm doing. Because sometimes, I don't know if you do this, the rest of us do. Sometimes we just do shit. We're like a dog. We wouldn't know what to do with the bone if we got it. I'm just saying, dogs chasing cars. We're dumb. We're idiots. Paul's fine. He's good at what he does. But leave it to the rest of us to play as we need to play. I don't know. I don't know. My only counter to that is, I don't know if you've seen my guard pull. Mm. From from what people say in a very funny way, it is the slowest guard pull. It in is the- <laughs> In the, in the history of guard pulls that exist right now. Uh, look, you, you want to take your time on bottom? Just take your time pulling guard, all right? From from what I've gathered, all right, in my small sample size of, of matches, your opponent generally will give you enough time to pull guard. Take 10, 15, even 20 seconds. They're, I don't know why. This is an, maybe another hot take. I don't know why. People don't attack while you're pulling guard. They'll just they'll just sit there and watch you take your time pulling guard. And it's good because, you know, I, like you were saying, I don't want to rush it. I want to I want to give the camera some time to figure out where I'm at, adjust volume, do whatever you got to do. I'm going to take my time. Once you get down there, get to attacking. Don't just sit there. And that's also another position of mine. If you're on bottom, you, you're the one who has to be offensive. You have the mat protecting yeah. your back. Uh, you can use both your arms and your legs to attack while the guy on top, generally speaking, can only use his arms and his legs, of course, have to hold his weight. So he's more of a defensive position. You have all, like literally every factor is for you to attack. Stop just sitting there and being flexible while the guy does everything to try to pass your guard and you just recompose, 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 recompose. And then at ADCC Europe Trials, Somehow, the guy on top was the one getting hit for penalties for stalling. Made no sense. Guy on bottom made jujitsu exciting again or whatever. I saw one time. <laughs> whatever somebody said. Whatever bullshit they're saying. <laughs> Look, I just like the fact that 
uh, as you were watching this weekend, you were taking notes because that's how you can tell the true ADCC competitor you were. But who did you have eyes on? Like who impressed you from this weekend's ADCC, sir? Oh, um, I'm going to shoot you straight, man. And I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. But I, I think the most exciting weight class is 66 kilos. And it doesn't really matter who you watch at 66 kilos. All of these boys' techniques are like just on point. You can't go wrong. I learned from from all of them. I'm not gonna lie. I put my my uh, well, I have it. I put my flow grappling count on my TV, and it was just a 66 six kilo uh, match. But I'm trying to think of who was in the finals right now. Um, man. I don't know why it's escaping me. Um, oh, the 66 kilos was the guy from Turkey against the Russian guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. a great match. The I, I mean, I, I don't remember their names. I got to be honest with you. All right? So, you know, whatever. It's all good, it man. I mean, here's, here's the good news, what I can tell you. Uh, we had a couple friends do well. Tommy uh, Langaker did well. And uh, a buddy named Taylor, who uh, we follow, and we'll be bringing him on the show. I'm very excited for him because I've talked shit with him a lot, and uh, he's a buddy. So it was very heartwarming to see him uh, do very, very well. And um, I just, I what I was paying attention to when I see it, and I didn't get to watch it in the way that we normally do it big for that. I just try to watch a little bit more semifinals on and whatnot. But I did yeah. notice, I was just like, the way that you brought up how you slow guard pull i don't understand how it works because i don't know if you hypnotize people if you tell them to chill like maybe you're saying <laughs> some sort of weird like curse to them as you're pulling and going like hey we need to go ahead and pull Shh. like i don't know what you're doing <laughs> as you're doing it but i'm so insanely jealous because dude i do the world's slowest guard pull and people are already passing it and i'm like no just do Come on, man. Like, do like Paul. Like, come on, bro. And the one thing that it reminds me of is, I don't know if you ever watched when the Power Rangers would uh, be making, like, the Megazord and the villains just chilling over there like, like, bro, you guys are making the giant robot thing happen and I'm just, I'm doing nothing. I'm not trying to build that out and, like, smash you guys while that's happening. I'm just going to be like, yeah, go ahead. Let's make it a fair fight. Fuck that, dude. If I'm the villain, I'm, like, breaking each one of you guys connecting. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know what it is. Um, I think in, in in practice, in practice, whenever I try to pull guard, my opponent's, yes, always attacking, always trying to pass guard. But I think it's because, like, you're not, they're not overthinking it. I don't know if it's because people overthink it, mm -hmm. but now that mm -hmm. I'm thinking about it, like, for example, Leandro Lowe, you know, uh, of course, you know, rest in peace. But Leandro Lowe used to run around like as he just had like his own thing of starting. Right. No one, almost no one ever disturbed that. Like if you're like the opponents would just allow it to happen. You know what I mean? And then uh, Fabricio and Dre does his whole Hokage start. No one ever ankle picks him. They just let him do his thing and then get to go. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I think I don't know if opponents feel like that's just his thing. I'm, we'll start once he's done. But at least for me, as I'm just taking my time, uh, you know, like, he's going to... <laughs>
put myself down here. I don't know. They never attack. They just chill. I'm so glad that that's the, the vibe at your gym as well. Is everybody's like, this motherfucker's pulling guard slow, and I'm I'm falling for it every time. Like, I, I 100% would be so mad at myself. Has anybody tried to outslow your guard pull to you, though? Oh, no. 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 If, if, if anyone ever tried to outslow pull me, yeah, we're going to have some real problems. You know what I mean? You can beat me in a lot of things. But if, if you take that away from me, come on, man. That's it. Now we got now, now, now we, we got to fight for real. Yeah, now we got to actually fight. Okay, right. okay. I'm just saying. Paul, I'm just saying. Bro, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but I eat like the world's slowest human being. So I get people all the time right now who are always like, is anybody slower than rap? And I'm like, probably not, dude. So I, I consider that a challenge. I heard that right now, and I said, well, I guess we're throwing hands, Paul, because I guarantee you when you see my guard pool, you're going to be like, yeah, hey, can you do that a little faster, man? Because, like, that's mm -mm, mm -mm. – I, I hope you know, first of all, just like any other move in jiu-jitsu, for it to count, you have to do it in competition, all right? And, and if I ever see you do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count you down, all right? And then at ADCC, I'm going to double that. I'm gonna, oh I'm gonna time it, and I'm gonna double that. If you do, wow, okay. you do a 12 second guard pull, I'm doing a 24 second guard pull, and That's I'm gonna tell my opponent, "Don't you attack me! Don't you attack me while I'm pulling guard now." This one is legitimately like, I don't care what you did at Naga. I'm gonna do this at ADCC at double the amount oh, yeah. of time. I'm doubling it. I'm telling you, man. I have to have this. All right, I need this. I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to tell you this. All right, listen. I think we got time for one more, so we're actually gonna go to sequel here, and uh, my R.I.P. tap. So we're just gonna take that off the board right here. We will no longer see it. But you've been so kind with your time, and I need to get you back to lawyering. But what I will say is for this, for sequel, sir, we're gonna put the camera on you right now, and the prompt is as follows, Paul. What are your thoughts on the sequel to them doing a sequel to Gladiator? If the sequel is as good as the first one, run it all okay. day. Don't even think about it. Um, here's the thing. The first one came out so long ago that the, the new generation even the, the newer generations who have not seen the gladiator. I mean, I feel like there's just so many inspiring moments in that movie that I feel like each generation should have some version of the gladiator. And I know we were kind of talking about it, but I love that movie. I love everything about it. I watched it when I was very young and I would love to see a second one so long as it's as good as the first one. All right, all right. I'm just going to tell you this right now. Law of averages, I think you know what happens. I think you know that that movie in no way can live up to what young, young little Paulito was watching <laughs> when he was a young little, little baby in the crib watching that whole gladiator back in the early 2000s. Um, what I want for right now, since this is our last topic, I want you to take a minute. And I want you to pitch what would be your ideal sequel. So, putting the camera back on you, sir. In the sequel, what happens? Like, in your brain, what happens in the sequel to Gladiator? Mm. 
I mean, of course, here's the thing. I don't know if there's like a sequel in the sense that it's something that happens after like the aftermath of Gladiator 1 or maybe you just do a uh, like a redo of the first Gladiator. But I think definitely some of the concepts that even as a young kid you can pick up, which is like, for example, how you can idolize like very important things such as loyalty to your family, loyalty to those around you and loyalty to your country. Uh, like at least that, those are some of the things that even just like thinking back, cause I only watched it when I was a little kid, maybe one or two more times after that, but I was still pretty young, but I always took that like, this is just a man who felt so strongly towards like the people around him that he was willing to pretty much move mountains just for what he believed in and the love for those around him. So as long as the new movie or whatever movie comes out has those same concepts that again, I think every generation should be able to see, run it all day. Okay. Okay. I will watch it, not even stream it. I will go and pay for it and watch it. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> let me tell you this right now. I actually, I wanted to go look it up because what I wanted to do was tell you the, uh, the synopsis of uh, what the movie is about. And I was, I was looking it up uh, I did a quick Google search, and on this Google search, sir, I might have some news for you. Okay. The latest uh, headlines that come up when you type in Gladiator 2, the headlines say, Gladiator 2 early footage reportedly leaves studio execs blown away. So that's a good sign. Now, granted, we don't know who could be writing that, but okay, that, that's a good thing. It's also being directed by Ridley Scott. So I wanted to give you that, who was the director of the first one. And what if I were to tell you, and I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but it also was going to star Jaiman Hansu, Pedro Pascal, and Denzel Washington. Oh, man, that's a killer crew. That, yeah, this, it's, it's going to be killer, man. Okay, I can already okay. tell. I just I don't want to get your hopes too too high, but I wanted to give you the real details, which is oh shit, they are coming. Very correct with this, so I I definitely feel like you uh, are in for some good goodness on this. So what I'd like to do now, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and take off uh, the the part that we just hit sequel. So what I'd like to do is as we start to close these things out, you know, I want to make it fair to the people who are on this show. So I got to put on all these topics. You picked one and we went with that one. But I'd like to know, is there something you want me to give you a take on or that you want to bring to the table right now that you want to get my reaction to? Because this has just been a one-way street, sir. And you're a lawyer. You're smart. You know what to do. You know what might get some people in trouble. But I'm fearless, man. I don't give a shit. Whatever topic you got, throw it at me right now and let's see if I got something for you. You got it. You want controversial, you said? You got it. You ready? Okay. Um, and by the way, just so everybody knows, you didn't tell me to think of something. And the, no, I hundred percent. Why would I do that? Why would I hundred percent tell you this? I legitimately uh, wanted to see if you had something off top of mind because I don't like it. to plan this out. That's all. Okay. All right. Um, Sean Strickland, in an interview, said. Um, that that women's fighting is only relevant because they are attached to men's fighting. What are your thoughts on that? 
and is there even actually let me put this on a zero to 100 percent scale how much do you agree with that <laughs> how much do you agree with that stand? Go. all right i'll put it to you this way all right well, let me i think you know i'm gonna keep the double window on this one so that people can see what i'm saying on this one um we should begin all phrases about sean strickland with former neo-nazi says because here's the thing that's weird about sean strickland that i don't quite understand how can you be former neo-nazi like i don't think that's something you really get to be past so anytime somebody's like yo sean strickland said something like former neo-nazi said go on did he get cured did he go to Muir island like what happened to this dude here's what he's trying to do he is trying to get underneath the skin of something that just permeates and makes people have a visceral reaction to something. And people think, oh, that's real. That's honest. But let's be honest with it. Some of the fights that have gone from the women's side have been more interesting than Sean Strickland's. So let's just put it out there. And some women have actually knocked out more people than Sean Strickland has. So keep those two things in mind as you say that. Now, it's not to detract from Sean Strickland's talent. He could be very good in a kitchen. I don't know. But I think what happens is he likes the shock value of making people have that reaction. The issue is women's fighting isn't going away. It's not a Roe v. Wade that we're going to overturn here. It's just the idea that he wants to get to that idea of the idiot fans, the dumb fan base that wants to feel like, yeah, women, should they fight? I don't know, but fuck them, kitchen, guns, right? So here's what I would say. I think you have a championship fighter who understands things get better traction when you're just saying shitty things, period. All right. All I'm going to say is, and I have to be the lawyer on this one. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. You want to know that I want, you want to hear an answer of how much percentage, right? Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, he did not answer the question. Wait a minute. Right? Hold that on. Hold on. Crazy. I gave you, no, I gave you, I disqualified yeah, the no. credibility hold of the on, person man. who put it up. But hold if you on. want an answer, you, I'm going to say 0.1%. Okay. All right. There we go. Yeah. So you, you gave me a great response for my question was from a scale of zero to 100. So, let me ask you this. Do you believe that if the UFC created two different, um, what would you call it, organizations, right? UFC, and let's call it, oh, like the, like NBA and WNBA. Okay. UFC and WUFC. Do you, do you believe that WUFC would have as many viewers as the UFC? Which I think that was Sean Strickland's point and a more crass way of saying it. Sure. He hasn't outsold Ronda Rousey. So as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't uh, done anything that's going to merit actually selling pay-per-views. Number two, he hasn't proven to be an actual number uh, moving the needle guy. Like the UFC, the brand itself doesn't. So if the UFC was able to put equal weight into actually managing it, because at this point you don't have stars, you have a brand and the UFC brand is actually selling these pay-per-views. Now these guys who want pay-per-view cuts, I got news for you. Henry Cejudo didn't move the needle. UFC 298 move the needle but he has pay-per-view points i believe and if they are they're minuscule but better than they were before volkanovsky that's exactly what he was trying to do you can make the argument volk was selling some but they're not in the league when you talk about million plus sellers it is ronda connor brock r.i.p and maybe close at a time it was gsp and anderson silva so strickland's trying to get there by rallying a base of morons which is entirely fine but I don't think he's doing the heavy lifting. I think he's – the problem is back in the day, 2009, the UFC stars made you intrigued 
and you bought because you were like, I don't know what could happen. Now we're at a point where all these champions are saying cringe things so that they can secure their own future with their pay-per-view points or not even pay-per-view points, but their own social media clout. So when you talk about those things, I have one big issue. Yes, the WNBA does not sell as much tickets-wise. And sure, people don't watch it as much because it's a, a joke. But you know it's not a joke? The fact that it has more money behind it right now for a cable deal than grappling will ever have. So every time somebody wants to make fun of the WNBA, I'm going to say, show me their contract and show us the flow grappling contract. Because right now, they fill more than we do. And we do it one time every two years. The WNBA actually just signed a major basketball deal that I'm like jealous of, jealous. Give me a fraction of that here in grappling and then we can talk. So that's what I have. And, and my only counter to that, just to make sure he, I'm only proposing a controversial point yeah, of view, yeah, no, not I get it, my I get it. point of view, all right? Let me, just, let me just clean that up. Sure. Because, because, because it, may have, it may have been seen as I, as I was saying it, all right? I, no, 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 I, I, I know exactly. This is a thought experiment. You're not going to get canceled right. for coming on this show. I'm pretty much going to guarantee you. <laughs> just in case, man, that little disclaimer. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I think that was a great point of Ronda Rousey. Because at the end of the day, um, yeah, no, Ronda Rousey was, was like putting bodies in, in seats. So... I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and I think in the same way, yeah, I think it's just a very, like, not nuanced way. Now that maybe I can come off of his point of view, I think it's a not nuanced way of looking at the sport because in reality, the gender of the person doesn't necessarily dictate how good they're, they're going to be at bringing viewers. Uh, the, I think at one point, like, the smaller weight classes – were pretty like they just were not bringing any viewers whatsoever and and they were trying their hardest like uh, to market like the championship belts but no one seemed to care and that had nothing to do with because there were guy fighters or anything you know what I mean it's just like I think you were just saying like it's not even like this the gender of the person but it's just like how Controversial they seem at times, like how, how much people just want to look at him. And Ronda Rousey was a fantastic representative, I guess, for women to show that they can also do it. You know what's great is if you really go back at it and you think about what Ronda was doing, like Ronda, GSP, mm, Anderson, it's like you heard them do interviews, but they didn't have to do a ton. You were just intrigued with what they did. So at that era it was less is more and i think that was fascinating so you look at that and you go dude those things had 900 pay-per-view buys so there's a few things that work against pay-per-view buys now one there's a diluted product there's ufc every single weekend and i think the apex has done a very very harmful thing in terms of selling pay-per-views but the ufc signed such a lucrative deal for espn where they get all of it that they just basically license those out. So they're making money that way. They don't care how many sell at this point now anymore. So when you look at all those things and you go, shit, yeah, the business just changed, but fuck man, why did we all get so angry about anything Ronda Rousey said? It was just because we were caught in the mystique of her. And even when she went to WWE, she kind of had that where people were like, ah, I don't like her. And you're like, why? I don't know. She just, she said one thing. Whereas now you get these athletes instead of, oh, I don't know why I like them. They said that one thing. 
Sean Strickland is trying to say these things that just get a visceral reaction that you go, oh, okay. I've been telling people that now all these UFC press conferences sound like the beginnings of like a Netflix special. Like all these fighters think that they got like a 30 minute Netflix comedy special where they're just like, hey, here's the thing. You guys ever notice how women fight? Like women be shopping. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, right? You guys are out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not even for the comedic level, something that you start off with your A material. It's just like, oh, fuck, we're in the dumbest times. So uh, that's kind of what I think. But the good news is it's a visceral reaction. So love him or hate him, you want to see what happens to him in a fight. And uh, I think it is interesting to see where he's going right now because uh, he's not my brand, but I watch his fights. And I think that for him to walk down Izzy was fucking spectacular. Like, that was a very interesting thing because the balls on that dude to walk down one of the best fighters who probably could beat him but didn't let him get in a chance to be in that fight. That was a brilliant strategy and uh, one that paid off very, very well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, he did do. I mean, that was crazy. Like, I don't I don't know exactly what the batting odds were. I'm pro- you, you probably know more than me of those, like, details, but... At least I didn't think he was gonna win like that. I mean, that was insane. Just it just looked like Izzy could, like he just couldn't get his offense started. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do this, sir. Let's go ahead and close this bitch. But I want to say this, Paul. Thank you for being the very first person to come on the show. We're gonna be bringing people on to do some hot takes, and I gotta say, you know what's great? The true lawyer in you showed up because. You got your back pushed up against the wall a couple times, and you were like, no, 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 I don't go down like that. And then you started throwing <laughs> some haymakers out. Like, I'm still going to say this. I still think that you saying double champ should get double retirement. I think that is the quote of the show, and uh, I have to give you your props, <laughs> sir. So you have marked a high bar for the next person to show up here. Do you have any advice for the next person who is going to come on and do the show? Like, it, as a lawyer, as somebody who's done it now, what is the advice you'd give to – making the most out of the board? Uh, I mean, there's really no guessing uh, <laughs> what the words are going are, are to lead for the question, so you might as well not even try. Um, I would just say to anyone who's coming on after me, think as quickly as you can of what extremely controversial controversial question you're gonna throw back a rafa after you're done with all your words throw an even worse one that i think i i i threw out there just to really get back at him that's it that's my only yo that's great i love the fact that this dude the slowest guard puller of all time was like hey man pull guard but like mm, mm, have a sweep ready you know what i'm saying like i don't know what's gonna happen here uh, Jiu-Jitsu memes just actually put something that said, is this live? Yes, it is. So uh, we are we are still human beings, but we are circling off of a closure right now. So thank you for interjecting. I have to say this, Paul. Uh, you have to find your way back to Los Angeles. You have to come train because uh, I found out that you went to go train with somebody else. And uh, that made me sad. <laughs> and uh, I was like, how dare you train with other people I know and not me? Come on, man. I said this on our last show. I will come train with you, all right? It's just this, every everything that was going on didn't allow me to come train with you at that point. I, I, I had a it. bunch of people who wanted to get it done. 
But trust me, I come here hook you a couple times. All right. Whoa, 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 bro, whoa, whoa. Where did the? Okay, hold on. Now, <laughs> now I know I've done very well here because before my man is just like, I just would love the opportunity to roll with you. My man's ending this by being like, No, I'm a heel hook you now. I'm done. <laughs> like I threaten you by saying I'm a do a slower guard pull than you, and you're like, No, 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 nobody guard pulls. Yeah, I, I told you it was serious. Now I told okay, you, I told I you, if you try to get away from me, we're gonna have problems. That's fine, man. I, listen, I, I see what it is, bro. And it says, look at this. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu memes wrote a very sweet thing to you. It said, most handsome lawyer in grappling coming from a straight guy, but now I'm questioning. Now he's questioning if he's straight or now he's questioning if I'm the most handsome oh, lawyer. Oh, no. <laughs> the existential <laughs> dread the lawyer has. It's like you can't even take the compliment. He's just like, wait, wait, wait. Let's be very clear. Is this that I'm very Well, appreciate the compliment. I'm well, – uh, Jiu-Jitsu memes stay is a, is a very, whatever. <laughs> stay <straight. laughs> Yo, Paul, I appreciate you, brother. And uh, thank you guys for watching. We will be back next Monday with a brand new installment. We thank you guys for tuning in. It's been a great day for grappling. We'll see you guys back on the mats.